This is Big Girl Pants Podcast, episode 91. Hi! Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle-free, all the while climbing the corporate ladder. Sound Sound familiar? familiar? Then this show is for you. So stay tuned. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so good. How are you, Jake? I can't see. Are you over there? I am. I can only <laughs> hear you in one ear, though. This is so funny. I know those, micro- those headphones are weird. I don't know what's going on. And Way these... to give the ratchety ones to your guests. I mean, there's another you set of headphones right now. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Take yeah, these. Yeah, try those. Take these. Okay. All right, pause everyone for technical difficulties. Yeah. Five, four, now three. Now clip it from two, the microphone. You one. see that? See that little clip on the bottom? Yeah. Pull it off. So everybody, we're um, just pull I'm, it off. I'm not talented. Come, just pull it Cheater. back. There you go. There you go. There you go. Looky. Look at you. Yeah, we're just gonna roll with that. Pick up the stand. Can I hold the stand? Do you have muscles? No. Can you do this? No. Can oh, you I lost this? my mic. I'm unplugged now. I Actually, now you're grounded. wanting to like not have to edit, and okay. now we're gonna have to edit. It's or okay. we just let it roll. Yeah, technical okay. difficulties. All right, guys. technical up, difficulties. Guys? Everything is fixed. Can you Woo. hear it now? Uh, I, no, I <laughs> actually can't hear anything. I don't you even pull, know if my you microphone's it into the on. wrong uh, oh, hole. I, yep. Is it this one? No, pull it up. But is it this one? Yes. And now plug it back in. Now, oh, can you hear now? I'm back. Da, 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 okay, we're back. Welcome in. to Big Girl Welcome Pants. Welcome to Hello. the shit show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we are starting. It's because it's, it's Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> That's not the normal day. <laughs> uh, well, welcome back, Jake Thompson. Thanks for having me. We're yes. so glad you're back. Yes. I'm ready to hang out. It's I was like, oh, I got another invite this summer. That's yeah, three. Yeah. This is the only time someone's been on a podcast three times. We've had a few, too, but never not anyone for never three. Never a third. Yeah. Yeah. The trifecta. All right. When I hit the home run, round That's four. Right. I get an award or something. But you know what I want to do today? I actually want to talk more about your book than we did last time. I feel like we just did a lot. And then we can talk some shit after. (laughs) Do we even have any shit to talk about? Always. Always. I can can talk shit to Jake for 24-7. That's true. Yeah. Oh. That's all I do at the gym when I see him. I'm like, hey, what's up? She's over on the Stairmaster, and then she's just like, I get text message like, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I see you. Slacker, are you here? Are you at the gym? What's going on? Are you even working out today? He's like, no, I'm too hungover. I'm not even here. I didn't even use that one. I'll in even, how long? I go in to work <laughs> out. <laughs> That's the only way. If Which I, gym is this that you guys go to? We used to go to 24-Hour Fitness. Before I became a resident of Fort Worth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Well, whatever gym you're going to now is the one you should have always been at because you have like, I mean. Thank you. It's like. I think it's a combination of things. You look so good. Thank you. I've actually gained five pounds from vacation, so I will take that compliment. But Yeah, um, you can't see it at all. I... It's it's largely in part due to my partner. It's Matt. Yeah. It's all Matt. Because I mean, you've always looked like don't piss April off because she will take you down. A bulldog. Well, just like so <laughs> strong. You are so strong. Ever since I've met you, you've always been that way. Yeah. But now it's just like, I don't know, this leaner, meaner, like, I don't know. Yeah. Looks good. Thank you. I'm so jelly. I'll take it. Yeah. It's, I think the biggest thing is like because before when I was single and I would go on dates with people or go out social activities and stuff like that. Like, 
there's a lot of like peer pressure or a lot of like you know societal expectations where people are like well aren't you gonna drink or aren't you gonna eat bad or whatever now i don't have that i love that so i get to just stick to my diet well and i feel like i need to clarify so just a second ago when i said you should have been going to that gym that's not what i meant by that was (laughs) as her friend and who hears what the struggles that she's going through and how unhappy she was and just not seeing the results that she wanted to see and working out like a mad person more than and now all of a sudden you're starting to see those results yes and it's paying That's off what I meant. Real. I'm because I'm her friend, and I get to hear all the you know the shit talk that she does to herself. So. It's amazing yes. when you have less mental stress, oh more rest. Oh, yeah. You actually don't have I to know. work out as much. The reduced amounts of cortisol is insane, and like we've been listening to a lot of podcasts about cortisol and yeah. how badly that affects like your your body and your um, your body composition. Insane. Well, I mean, you think about right now with still shutdowns and quarantine and crazy like. People are under mental stresses right. that they've never had and yes. probably don't know how to handle, cope, deal with That's effectively. Right. So you see people all the time talking about, I'm so tired. I'm sleeping eight hours. I'm still exhausted. Like, what's wrong? And, I you know, I'm worn out. can't get it together. Can't, you know, I'm adrenal yeah. fatigue. And a lot of it is, like, there's so much stress in a lot of people's lives and they've never had that type of stress right. dealt with the, when's all this going to change? Yeah. That it doesn't matter how much you work out and how much like your body is just not equipped. And there's so much like undetermined and unknown, like the fear of the unknown is legit because you're like, I don't know when this stuff is going to go back to normal. We don't right. know what's going to change day to day. Like, but what can you do today? Right. That's right. Can you compete? Every you can day? compete every day. I mean, but that's, that's <laughs> the talk I, I had this last week, three calls with sales teams and did like a virtual either pep talk or presentation and it was all like everybody is now coming to me with let's have this control your controllables talk. Like we yeah. have no idea what four months is going to look like for our company, but what are we going to do today? That is key. That is it seriously is. key because so I copied Shapiro and you know this because I came to you and bought the books, but I copied Shapiro and I was like, this is exactly what my team needs. Yeah. Like when you said it, I was like, I didn't even think about it at first, honestly, but now that I've become more, there's been some things that have been happening at work and. Um, now that I've become, I don't want to say a leader, but maybe an unnamed leader in my office. Why do you need a title to be a leader? I don't. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it was, it's not like I got a, uh, it's not like I got a promotion. But you feel it. You feel like, yeah. uh You've taken on a leadership role. Without being asked. Right. Exactly. So it's like, okay, well my team needs something that we can like boost morale and get our stuff together or whatever. So I suggested to my CEO, I was like, well, my podcast partner bought these books for her team. I want to buy them for our team too. And he was like, absolutely buy as many as you need, buy extras so that when new people start, we can give it to them and all that stuff. So, um, I'm glad that you came back when you did come back, but like, I feel like reading this book and just that control your controllables, like that is the Mm -hmm. message that we need to hear over and over and over because they're just so like, they feel lost right? and we all feel lost. Well, that's what I loved about it. I think it, there are good sales tactics and things, you know, there's so many books out there for sales teams, so many. Um, and I don't want to say that they're transactional, but they're really about how can I increase my sales, like with the behaviors and, and things that I'm doing. And you address that, but more than anything, you address self behaviors and self talk and what we're, what's going on inside the mind and you have to make that you have to shift the mind before you can shift anything yes and i think if people don't get that first it doesn't matter what kind of sales training you do you gotta you gotta deal with the mind first and you do that so well in that book thank you yeah Yeah, you're you're always gonna have the distractions and the excuses and everything else of 
sales and it doesn't matter how great the book is. Right. I mean, I laugh a guy, Phil Jones, who I've gotten to know writes the best book on sales and he's got probably the best audio book on sales I've ever heard. I got to see it in person, but it's like, here's how you do the upsell. Here's how you get the referral. Right. Like, and it's all about tweaking language and, and right. that's Phil's the magic in words. And I love that. And I refer that to everyone. Is that but what it's called? It, uh, his first book's called, I think the magic or exactly what to say, exactly how to sell, okay. exactly when to start. Uh, those are kind of his three. Okay. Mm. And then the audible book is called, or the audio book is called persuading get paid. And it's essentially an eight hour workshop that a handful of speakers that were in a networking know, group like, together. Oh, what's his name? Tell me again. Phil M. Jones. Okay. He's British too. So you're going to love the accent. Oh, I love it. Book. I love it already. <laughs> uh, but Phil's incredible. And he really does a great job of repositioning how you say things. Okay. And he does it in a business context. But what I took away from that is the importance of rephrasing how we talk to ourselves and the way we address certain things in that regard of have to versus get to. And yeah. we've talked about like, that's just a crucial one of, am I going to look at this and just look at all the bad things that are happening in my life right now? Or am I mm -hmm. looking at and say, what's the opportunity? And, right. and so I try to challenge at least our Facebook group of that, of, there's been a ton of crap that's happened over the last six months. So what's one good thing that's changed in your schedule or routine? Yeah. Like, let's talk about that. And, and so the book really, like I wanted to address really the personal side, because if you can become a better person, you can get better at sales because you Amen. believe in that's right. growing and testing and trying and getting up and getting after it and killing your excuses and all of that kind of thing. Doesn't matter how many sales tactics you have, how great of a blueprint you have. If you don't have the mindset that I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm okay if I get a no, or I'm going to clock in, clock out, work it every day, it doesn't matter how good your process is. Well, I think are. that's all rooted in confidence too. So I think if you can boost your self-talk and you can have real conversations with yourself and not blame yourself and have all this yeah. negative internal energy and, and talk, then yeah. you're going to by default, just be more confident or even blame others. Cause it's yeah. like, you right. know, if you're a better person, I don't, and this doesn't even necessarily have to do with sales. I think it has with employees. Like if you're happy in your personal life and if you believe in yourself and your, con your confidence level is medium to high, you're going to do better at whatever job right. that is. Like if you, know you what feel I'm, better about yourself and you know what I'm finding you can give these beautiful, wonderful tools to people. Your book is a wonderful tool. You can have the trainings. You can, there's, you can do all of the things to pour into people. But until they themselves are willing to flip the switch mm -hmm. and listen and absorb, it really, it just doesn't get them. It just doesn't penetrate the way that I want. Like the, the, for, for me, I hear stuff like that and I'm like, let's go get it. Like it just gets me. Yeah. It gets me energized and so excited. But and you're not the majority. Yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> that was a hard, that's a really hard lesson for me when I started Compete is like, we assumed there were millions and millions of people that craved this desire yes, to do more, be don't. more, be better. And when we started going out and, and looking at early on, especially like apparel companies, right. like certain messages on shirts people would go buy We'd be like, why? Like, why would you want to represent that? And, and it, nothing against the company, but like that was not at all aligned with kind of how we saw the world. Right. And we real, realized like we're going after a much smaller audience. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest issues we have just societal today is the victim mentality of I'm not going to take responsibility. Somebody else owes me, uh, needs to save me, needs to rescue me right. versus the flip side of that are the people of like, 
I'm going to make it happen. Like I'm going to get up, get going. Doesn't matter where I started, what I started against. I have odds, I have obstacles, but I'm going to find a way to do it. I don't know how to, but I'm going to find a way to do it. And that is a change. Yeah. And we get through chapter five last Friday and we're going slow in the book. Is that the friends one? Which five? Talk, do your best. The iceberg. That's iceberg. The, oh, the embrace the process. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. So that was where, where we were last Friday. And at the end of the chapter, and there's so many good takeaways, um, we get to the end. And I don't want to say blank stares because I don't want you to think that I'm not conveying the message correctly. That's not. I really don't because we, I feel She's like, like. I'm a great storyteller. No. You should know. This. No, not necessarily. But <laughs> one through four, I, know, I just, just feel like I got a better, um, it was more receptive. Or yeah. I could just feel them feeling it. In chapter five, it was kind of like, no, they weren't feeling it. (laughs) That's because it's the truth that success takes a long time to get there. Yeah. And it probably, for a lot of people, it's a bubble burst of like, oh, this shit's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, this is not a quick. It's not going to happen tomorrow? No. Next week? I mean, I'm doing a whole email series right now on consistency (laughs) of like, show up, show up, show up, show up, show up. It's nuts. I was listening, actually driving over here to a podcast interview uh, with a guy named Quincy Avery is, was the guest. And he's a quarterback coach, works with a ton of pro football players. And hearing his story, like his dad was a coach and you would have thought that opened all these doors. But when he was like 15, 16, his dad got kicked pretty much out of the league for drug issues. Oh, wow. And so Quincy like had no starting platform and walked into a college came back every day for a week, bugging the head coach, just let me volunteer, let me learn. Yeah. Did that for a couple of years, left, was in Atlanta, just DMing. He said, I'm literally messaging every kid that had a high school jersey picture, and it was a number one through 19, trying to find quarterbacks because I knew I could train quarterbacks. I had like $20 left. I'm living out of my car. And he gets a kid who is now in the pros and starts working with him and starts building up that process over mm. time. But even working with him, he's like, I don't have like money to travel. Like right. he's trying to figure things out. But if you go online and you look at his story now, you're like, man, he's got all many followers. He, he trains all these NFL players. Oh my but gosh. They just don't see they that don't whole the story. See the of, iceberg. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. That just remind. I have to, I need to make a referral for you. But Joe Rogan's the same way. Yeah. Joe. I mean, we, we were just talking before we went on air about Joe Rogan's podcast And Joe talks about time and time again. I mean, he went into detail with Bob Saget the other day on the show of how like his early episodes sucked. He didn't know how to interview. Like it was, it was, you know, uncoordinated. A thousand people were watching. Yeah. He's like a thousand people. He's like, and now I'm worried about getting canceled because all the shit I used to say back then. I know. And and it's, (laughs) and it's funny. He's like, man, we had a thousand people listening to us. And and for a lot of podcast shows, we're all like, I'll take a thousand people tuning in. But like Joe, Joe is the perfect example of a 10 year overnight success story. And the point he got to now where he can't be canceled. He's like, screw y'all. Like I'm good. I have my own platform. I have my own audience. If you don't like, it, cool. Just signed a hundred million dollar say, plus like, deal yeah. with Spotify. Well, and that's where I was going to say, like, it, if anything, he's not at risk of being canceled. He's at risk of losing some sponsors, maybe. But his show no. ain't going anywhere. Yeah, I doubt it. It's not. And and a lot of the really popular and growing shows kind of aren't because they have their core base. They're they're not afraid to say certain things. They're not going to back down. But but they didn't get there immediately. Yeah. It was literally how do I work? How do I learn? How do I get better? And they built, 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 built. And maybe I'm just finding out now about them, but they were 15 years in the making. It's like somebody that just comes in to compete every day now. I'm like, yeah, we've been around for 10 years. 
Mm-hmm. Like you, you didn't see the early days. Right. Like, like, just what? jump in and go. So yeah, these are our early days, April. Just hang in yeah, there, man. We're two years. We're two <laughs> years in. But hang you're, in still, you're so much farther. <laughs> yeah. Than other shows. Most people, it's like, give me 10 to 15 episodes. Oh, I'm not making money. Oh, I don't have I this many people downloading. I'm, I'm quit. Versus like, just keep working it, yeah. keep working it. And, and the beauty of podcasting, and especially the way y'all have done it, and, and what I really appreciate about y'all and, and your show is not only the conversations, but you both have built your professional and personal network by doing the show. Yeah. And I think that's probably the most important from a personal standpoint. Like it is a personal growth project because you have interviews, you learn every interview, you build relationships with guests, you connect guests to other guests like you both have done and and are phenomenal with. And so even if you have a hundred downloads a week, right the exponential impact of that show is so much greater. Yeah. Yes. And well, it's like n- n- neither of us ever went into this that's situation what I was about thinking to say. we're going to make money it was or never we're about, about that. to make money. Like still to this day we have sponsors that want to work with us. We just need to record the freaking ads. We cannot <laughs> get our shit together. Okay, when we get off, that is it. I'm I hitting know. record. Nope, I'm making it. Honestly, write a paper today. It's and me. It's I'm the we'll one probably the do it up. in like 2 weeks. But regardless, like this is this is very much a personal passion project for the both of us, and we talked about this. What, it's a hell ep- of a lot cheaper than therapy, and that's exactly oh, what it sure. is. For we us. talked about it like two episodes <laughs> ago, I think, but where we were like, she even said it. She was like, "I didn't know that we were going to be sitting here two years from from when yeah. we started." No. She was like, "I thought it was going to be something fun that we did for six months or whatever." Then it kind of fizzled out, and I was like, "Man, that's never the vision that I saw. I saw this going long term, but also because." I believe in the project. And I think that has, and I could say the same thing for like my career. You know, I've been in staffing for like five years now and some of the relationships that I made initially at my very first company, you know, when I had no idea what I was doing, those relationships I maintained and sustained and now they're like starting to pay off now. So it's like, of course it's not going to be overnight. Like, but the, the struggle with that though is companies. Companies want instant um, not gratification, but instant payoff, right, for people that work for them. So it's like you do have to show that you can produce, but it's also like the the way that I'm producing now is because of the five years that I put in before. Well, and it, and it depends on the company and the leadership. That is yeah. true. And you can tell a lot about a company's longevity by how they look at investing in their employees. Yeah. And what I would say is the fact that your boss CEO was like, yeah, go buy those books. Like if you think that's going to help our team grow and develop, let's do it. Like mm-hmm. that is a very different ball game than people I've worked with, with like, well, why do we want to spend this money? Right. And they're very much the mindset. I'm not going to invest mm-hmm. in building this because these people are going to leave and whatever. And, and like, that's just not the right game. And, right. and there's, there's companies that buck the trend on that. But like the companies that I've followed that most people listening to the show would have never heard of in a million years because they are not consumer facing, they invest so heavily in their teams and Mm -hmm. how they build those cultures. And that is so crucial in the development of playing the long game of like seeing an employee. And I know you're struggling to get sales, but I see you working that process. And so I have to ask myself as a leader, are they just not a fit for this? Or is there something we haven't equipped them with? We haven't seen, we need to invest in them. Or if you just see them and they are working, which right now in sales, like you working the process right now, staffing, Yep. is an uphill battle it because is. of where the world is. Yeah, It is. But if the person is working and planting the seeds the way it needs to, they're bookending their That's days, right. they're, then you know, like, 
all we got to do is get through this storm because everything they're doing is setting them up to succeed. And the worst thing that can happen is you have the person that's worked it, worked it, built the relationships, hasn't quite closed, hasn't quite closed. We come out of this, your company lets him go. And then all of a sudden these companies come in, they're like, Hey, we were working with so-and-so like we're ready to go. Yeah. Where did he go? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, here's a sad story. I actually can speak to that. Like very recently, very personally, I've I've got a sales staff and just due to COVID, I haven't had the luxury of, of holding on yeah. to maybe a couple that I Wanted might to. have been able yeah. to. Um, but I had, I don't want to say that they're releasing them was COVID like related, but it kind of it was impacts because, finances and everything. Yeah. But I think because of their um, inability to be successful in a certain amount of time was due to COVID. Yeah. Here's the thing though. Right now, nobody's really doing well right now. Nobody's hitting their, their goal that we outlined in 2019 yeah. for 2020, right. right? Nobody's hitting that. So the needle has moved. The expectations have moved. But if I see, like you were just saying, the efforts and the behaviors with a good attitude, I'm all in. You don't have to be a goal. I can see that you're trying and I know in 2021, this is going to turn around. I just know that it will. But if you have the effort and you have the, the good behaviors, but your attitude isn't great, I'm a, I appreciate the fact that you're doing all the right things. Kudos. But the attitude impacts the entire team. And it's so if you don't have the ability to be okay when things are not okay and it's impacting others, I can't hang on to that. No. And, 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 you know, I just, even if the behaviors and the actions are there, the activity. Yeah. But it's as your job on the leadership role, it's, it's identifying the people who control their controllables the best, right? Because that influences how the culture it's controls exactly those controllables right. and that attitude, effort, actions, and focus are huge and yep. focus and attitude usually go hand in hand because where someone's focusing, usually they allow to dictate their attitude yep. and, and vice versa that you just have to have that. And, and I had a talk um, Wednesday with Baylor and a, a big staff down there, their fundraising department, fundraising for college right now. Yeah. Very challenging as well. And we talked about in their culture, like the importance of that controllables and mm-hmm. having the shared language with their team to be able to call other people on the team out of like, listen, accountability is love in a workplace. It's love in a locker room. If we're all on the same page, like these are the, like we have, Attitude, effort, actions, and focus are controllables. And I see you come in with the bad attitude. I can just say, Kim, controllables. Let's go. Let's win today. Let's go. Leave it mm-hmm. behind. Like that helps you help each other. Right. And then you you see the people that don't respond to that. They're like, I'm going to keep my bad attitude or I'm going to complain about this. Yep. Then you ultimately, as Nick Saban would say, you make sure those people get off the bus. Right. You make the right people on the bus and the right seats and get the right the wrong people off the bus if you want to win. And and you have to do that. But identifying these are the four non-negotiables, mm-hmm. your attitude, effort, actions, and right. what you're going to focus on. And if you don't meet our standard, then it's okay. You can go to another locker room. Yeah. There's teams and companies all over the country that, that don't, don't have this. Win. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We um, kind of have a rule in our office, too, just because we have great uh, individuals that are really committed. Like these people want to make money. They want to do well. But everybody has a bad day. You know, they've got kids. They've got family stuff. They've got they've got stuff, Right. And I realize that we do have to sometimes just kind of like leave that at home and come to work and bring our game, bring our A game or whatever. But sometimes you just can't do that. So I have a rule that if you're just in a bad place and you know that when you wake up, you have one of two choices. You either switch it off and get in a good place or stay home, work from home. And that is my thing. Do not bring it to the office. Work from home that day. And honestly, you just don't see very many people. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to call me and say, I can't flip the switch. <laughs> I'm, right. Yeah. I'm just feeling really low and I can't, I can't get over it. And so they get over it. 
How big is but your... that's the rule, though. It's like, don't come in. Yeah. Wait, wait till chapter eight, then. Oh, oh. How many people do you have in your office? In the office, well, there's 20, but we don't have 20 coming in every day. Okay. Um, a lot of people, or I'd say 50% are still working from home the majority of the time. But on my team, yeah. there's seven, and we are in the office three days a week. Yeah. Ours are like, ours is like, I think it's a total of like 10, yeah. maybe 11. But yeah, it's the same way. Yeah. Like when you have that one person that comes in. Yeah, just don't come. It's in a bad mood. Stay like home. Just don't. Especially if they are a performer. They are 99% of the time good energy, good positive people. And you're just having a bad day. I don't want you sitting in your office or sitting in your cubicle sulking all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just stay home. That, that negative energy impacts everybody. It's a cancer. Yeah. There's a reason why they call it a cancer. Like, and I've never had it taken advantage of yet. No one has, you know, every single week woke up and I'm just having a bad day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody right. does that. So it's because the, your employees and their coworkers are going to hold them accountable too. Well, and th- right. And they're going to text them, "Are you okay? Is everything okay? Why are you not coming?" No, in they'll text them and say, "Get your shit together and get yeah. here." Because uh, we need you. Thank you. <laughs> but that's what good teams do. do. Yeah. Yes. You, you, you chastise them in private. Right. You send them the text message where it's one-on-one of like, get it together. Yeah. Uh, and then you encourage them in public. Like that's leadership. That's teamwork. That's all tied in hand in hand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunate though. I've got a good team. Your book is helping though. Thank Blank you. faces on, on chapter five, but <laughs> see if chapter five, I mean, it's going to happen once, chapter right? At five least five is embrace the process. So chapter six, because obviously there's a couple of chapters that aren't the seven choices. Chapter right. six, I think is on building your team. So okay. it's going to be a conversation probably around who are you hanging out with outside of work? Well, uh, you address that too. I think in two or briefly about the hard days. Yep. Yeah. There's a place where it's like who you surround yourself with, or maybe it was another training that I did. I can't remember. So I'll read the chapter for everyone who's listening, who hasn't read the book or listened to the previous episode or whatever. So chapter one is success in life and sports. Chapter two, which by the way, and it's not all all about sports. I know, but all the girls in my office, the first chapter, they were like, Oh my God, so many sports analogies. (laughs) Like, Oh my God. I was like, guys, yes. But he also explains them so that you can understand and relate. And the guys eat that shit up. They love it. Okay. So chapter one, success in life and sports. Chapter two, why competition matters. Chapter three, outwork your talent, which in chapter three, it really got me. Which, of course, I'm Yes, gonna... that was a good one. That yeah, was probably my favorite. Yeah, but I'm totally going to talk shit to you because you were late to our podcast, but whatever. But, like, the whole... Not today. I was, I, not, today. I was like, I wasn't today. Not today, but last time <laughs> you were. But that really impacted me, and that's... It's funny that you say that about Chapter 5, how everybody's faces went blank, but they were feeling it in other chapters. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for out of my team, is, like, I want them to take those little nuggets, whatever it is that impacts them, and run with it, right? The right. being on time thing really got me. I was like, you're right. It doesn't take any talent. It takes my ass getting out of bed, setting my alarm clock 15 minutes earlier, and being on time all the time. And you'll see it in chapter eight, the always do your best, of when you fall short, when you're late, I was late, I messed up, here you go. You own it. You own that responsibility. Yeah. Uh, And that's where people fall off. They either view it as something inconvenient and it's not completely up to them. Or when they do fall short, they don't own it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why they fail to succeed. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so chapter four, never let the hard days win. Chapter that is five. a good one for right now, y'all. <gasps> good one for right oh. now. Chapter five, embrace the process. Chapter six, build your starting lineup. Chapter seven, lead with your actions. Chapter eight, do your best every time. Chapter nine, help others win too. And chapter 10, in, end on empty. 
Mm, I don't remember that chapter. Which, by the way, I'm just digging the audio, audio version versus the paperback. You know, I don't have it. I'm going to get it right so now. So I, I have laughed because before it released, I had people a, asked you. Not that they asked me, but I would get DMs and texts from friends that knew me personally and were like, I can hear your voice in my head while I'm <laughs> reading. Like, just like, wait. I, I, just wait. I was like, you wait till the audiobook. <laughs> They're like, no, like this is really creepy. Like I'm reading I just it, it and it's in your voice and I can literally hear your voice in my head as I'm reading here at the pool. You're like, ha, love ha, it. Ha, ha, ha. So this is probably, this is not going to, it's not related to making you feel better like the team, but it might make you feel better, Jake. Okay. So we started the training <laughs> and it's like bracing for this. No, no, no. Like the team, like, I mean, this isn't like do your best, but to start and launch the training, I played your video that's on your website. Oh yeah. This is the feedback I get from my team. Who's the hot guy. <laughs> You're like, and thank like, you, thank you. You know oh, thank him. You, thank you. I'm like, I do. He's been to my house. He's been in my three house. Three times now. <laughs> you know him. Is he like a celebrity? Yeah. He wrote a book and I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm kind of cool. Like, I'm kind of a big deal outside of work, okay? I know you guys think I'm a loser mom at work. But, uh, which chapter, isn't there a chapter, did you just say this, about leveling up, like you're, the people that you're around? Is that It's build your starting six? lineup. So it's, yeah. yeah, and that takes from the, the, the piece in basketball, your starting lineup's five. You're right. five people on the court with your team. Jim Rohn's quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. So that's where I started to draw that, like, sports in LA. Who is your starting lineup in life? And really, it's around the idea of like, here are three people to avoid. It's excuse makers, envious ones, um, and the yes men, the ones that always agree with you just to be accepted. Right. And you have to find the people that challenge you, that encourage you, and that most importantly, they continually remind you of of who you want to be, what the standard is. And I talk about it there in the book of like, when I was like finishing, I'd finished college, I was in grad school, I was quitting my sports agent job that I thought was my dream career. My girlfriend in college, who I was in love with, had cheated on me. Uh, it was just a bad time. Like, I just started drinking, like, <laughs> pretty often. And I laughed that, like, we would go out after grad school classes, but then it just got to where I was like, I don't want to just mentally deal with some of this stuff. Yeah. And so I'd just make a drink at the end of the day or, you know, sometimes during the day and hang out. And, and I actually wrote, like, part of this process, I wrote this, like, book. Um, I still have it. It's like what I would say my first unpublished book, but it was kind of me trying to deal with it, but Mm -hmm. I was doing it while I was drinking and still avoiding feelings. So it it wasn't very good, but it came to a a point where my best friend roommate at the time comes home from grad school class that night. He had a different class than I did. And I'm sitting on our couch or coffee table. I'm not even on the couch. I'm on the coffee table. I have a fedora on. I have sunglasses on. It is 1030 at night. There is a handle of vodka next to me. And I am. This is like a movie. I'm like, did he take a picture? I am jamming Guitar Hero. Like as hard as I can. Was there a pizza on the couch next to you? There wasn't even pizza there. I don't even think it was pizza. Like no, only vodka. And I'm like taking a swig, like in between jamming out songs. And Adam walks in the room and I'll never forget his face when the door opens. And he just kind of looks at me. And it was part of like this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And part of like, this Disgust. is the most depressing thing yeah. I've ever right, seen. Right. And he sits down beside me on the coffee table and he goes, I'll play games with you tonight. Tomorrow morning we discuss this. Oh, I said, okay. And so the next morning we sat down at the table and he pretty much was like, change your shit. Yeah. Like 
who you say you want to be and what you say you want to do in your life does not align with this. Yeah. And, and he was dealing with a breakup with his college girlfriend who he'd been in love with too. And in similar situations to mine. And, but he was like, this isn't going to fly. He's well, like, this is the guy you were going to go travel with. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is the guy I was going to travel with. And he, he pretty much was like, you can change who you say you want to be and do this all day long. Mm-hmm. but I expect more out of you. And I think you do too. Here's what you say you want to be. We get it. We have to change. Mm-hmm. And, and he essentially called me out. He encouraged me with, here's what I think you're still capable of. I know you are. And then here's the standard you said you wanted for your life. Go do it. Right. And so like, you have to have those people that yeah. are willing to get in your face yes. when you are so out of line or right. so off base and remind you. And, and he, I mean, he did it a couple years later. We almost came to blows when that same college girlfriend comes back around and I was like, well, maybe. And, and he's he, like, no. I mean, we are in like Whataburger parking lot at like midnight after we'd been out. And it, we're like screaming at each other. And he was like, I will beat you. <laughs> and I was like, there, you cannot beat me up. He was like, I will take a bat if she comes <laughs> near our place. And he was like, she stays away. And it was the best. I mean, he was the best thing for me at that time. But he was the guy that's like, here's the standard keep meeting the standard. And yeah. so we have to have those people in our lives. If, if, if they see us slacking, they got to come alongside us to, to encourage us, Hey, get up, keep going. But if we start to get off track, they're like, cut the shit. Like, and you know what's sad? Most people don't have that because they don't want it. They don't want yep. the accountability. So yep. they put the, the people around them that are just either exactly like them. So they can't even recognize when something is off or you're not meeting your potential because nobody's striving yeah. to meet any potential. Mediocrity loves company. That's and right. They do, And it's complacency. And I, and I tell people when they ask me, they're like, well, I don't have that in my life. What can I do? I was like, what starts with who you are in the mirror. Right. Right. If you start being this person to other people, you're going to attract, if you start being someone who encourages people and says, Hey, listen, I think you got more then you're going to start to attract those. If you trade a vacation to the beach to go to a personal development conference back when we would actually have in-person conferences, I was like, you're going to meet some weird people. You're also going to meet some people like you who are like, Oh my gosh, I don't have any friends that keep I'm trying to you get my get, shit together. Yeah, you want to get your shit yeah, together with let's me? Let's <laughs> do it. And so like you, you find it like that was one of the things early in my career. I went to a ton of online business and personal development conferences and they didn't directly impact my apparel business. Like I could never find anything that was like, Oh, I can immediately mm-hmm. apply that. But I started connecting with other people yeah, who right. were like-minded and driven that I'm still connected with today. And they've taken off in their career and, and we're able to collaborate and work together now. And so you got to do those things. You have to first become it. Then you have to start looking for where do those type of people hang out. It's probably not where you've been hanging out. Right. Yep. And so don't be afraid to do that. And then when people kind of push back on you within your social circle, yep. who do you think you are? Why do you think yeah. you're better than us? You think you, you think, and that, that is what happens. Say, Achieve such good yep. things. Don't you want more? And if you don't, that's fine. But like, and you don't have to have the upfront I direct, do. I'm <laughs> cutting you out, yeah. but you slowly start to phase them out yep. yeah. uh, because you have to invest time elsewhere. And, and that's okay. All friendships have seasons for a lot of people, because unless you're growing together, um, you're falling apart. And there's, there's old proverbs around, uh, two ox unevenly yoked, you know, it's not going to work. And, yeah. and it same works with relationships. Like if some person's growing and the other isn't eventually that yoke is going to snap. Yep. And so it's either get on board, let's grow together, let's go. Or, Hey, we're still friends. I still love you, but like, we're just not going to hang out as much mm-hmm. and that's okay. I, I don't hang out with people I went to preschool with. I still talk to occasionally some people I went to high school with. I had a buddy lived across the street from me for 15 years in high school haven't seen him in 10 years, maybe talked to him once or twice. He ordered a book. I saw it. 
I shot him a text message. So I had a cell phone. I said, man, just wanted to say thanks. There's a story in there about him. Just a heads up. And he uh, he laughed and he lives like 10 minutes from me now. Oh, wow. And so I was like, oh, we need to catch up and grab coffee sometime. But like it wasn't one of those. I have to be clinging to you mm-hmm. the rest of my life. Like we both grew. We went different directions. Right. We did different things. I was stupid as heck in college. I wouldn't have wanted to hang out with me either. <laughs> like I would have like I'm me now is like. But that's part of life. And if you really want to achieve not only success, but if you want to be more fulfilled because right. you're more living, I don't want to say your truth because I hate that line, but essentially like <laughs> essentially more in alignment thing. with what your purpose is and what you want to achieve in life, then you've got to understand like you've got to be uncomfortable and try something new. It's like April going in the gym, throwing some weights around first time it's sloppy. It's ugly. You're oh, tired. Yeah, you're sure. sore. Yeah. But you kept working at it. Yeah. This well, has been like a, how old am I? 32. Yeah. So you're I, so young, <laughs> but I'm 32. I'm 32 too. Yeah. But I've been, Listen. I've been lifting weights and you know, I used to play football in middle school. So I, the first time I ever walked into a weight room was in the field house in seventh grade. I was 13. Yeah. This is a 20 year journey for me. So it's like, you know, that's, I'm not going to become a professional bodybuilder in five minutes. Right. Like, but this is something that I truly love. So this is like my truth. Well, and I think speaking to, to what you just said, Jake, I get, when you start to stretch and you start to really identify who you are, what's important to you. And you really start to, um, embrace that and grow as a person, the people that were around you all the time, whether that's family, friends, whatever, yep. they become very uncomfortable because it intimidates them. Yeah. That they're you're no longer pursuing your passions yeah. and your goals and they're not. Yeah. And it actually starts to make those, and, and especially with family relationships, it starts to make things a little bit uncomfortable. Um, just where you'd normally go hang out and have dinner and everything was fine. And now all of a sudden everything is a big deal. That was never a big deal before. And it's all (laughs) rooted in insecurity, which is hard. I think that's the hardest thing is when your circle that used to surround you and love you and embrace you and, you know, lift you up now doesn't know what to do with you. I know. (laughs) Well, and it's, again, it's because, you know, some, maybe they feel like, especially with older family members, right? Like the, you know, 50s and up maybe there were some things that they didn't pursue in their life that they really wanted to and they feel like it's too late yeah. or whatever you yeah. know but it's like but even if you're not even if you're not going back to college to get the degree that you wanted to get you can still listen to podcasts about a subject For that you're sure. really interested in or you can read books about something that you're really interested in or there are clubs there are groups there are all kinds of things that you could be doing to further pursue your passions it doesn't matter how old you are it I, doesn't and and you don't, it doesn't have to be your full-time career either. Like if you have a job that pays strong and you enjoy it and you're like, Oh, this is kind of a suck. Right. What are you doing on nights and weekends to, right. if you yeah. want to volunteer somewhere, you want to take a photography class. Hours in a week. Like, yep. yeah, you don't necessarily have to make the money off of it. Just exactly. build it and do it and, and show you're putting forth. Like I, I have some people that I'll grab coffee with once a month just to check in. Let's talk. And they're the type of individuals where I'm like, what are you working on? What I need to make sure you get done. Here's what I'm working on. Here's what you need to make sure I get done. And those are great. Like we'll see each other once a month, but that is sometimes better conversation than people you see all the time. Yeah. Ability partners. The, uh, James clear runs, he wrote atomic habits. If you're listening to this mm-hmm. and you haven't read it, it should be at the top of your list. Yeah. He runs a weekly news read letter called like three, two, one on Thursdays. And if you share it, uh, and you get three people to sign up, which is the coolest marketing idea ever. He gives you a secret newsletter. He sends out, a few times a month. Okay. And so yesterday's secret newsletter, 
uh, had this quote that I absolutely loved. and I think it's fitting for this. It says, in business, you will learn more by making friends with peers who are two steps ahead of you than from mentors. Mm. It's great to have mentors. It's great to have people that you look up to and learn. But sometimes when they're 10, 20 steps ahead, you just feel lost trying to bridge that gap. Finding someone that's one position above you or a couple of years ahead of you is so much better. But in life, he says, you'll learn more by making friends with someone who's two decades older than you than you will from your peers. Oh, for sure. Mm. So having that couple that if you're newly married that you look at and say, how did you guys do this? How have you done it for so long? Having that person that's been training and bodybuilding for 20 years of like, talk to me about some of this stuff. You want to have those people kind of surrounding you in areas of life and business to be sharpened and the people that push back on you when you do that of like, well, why are you going to that networking thing? Why right. are you going to here? You too she cool for school? So much better than everybody hey, else. Do you want to come with me? It'd be awesome. I'm just trying to develop some career skills. I would love it if you skills. came with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. that's what I told Shapiro too. Like on the, the couple of episodes where we had our two year recap was like, I have learned more from her and from her being like one of those people in my corner, like one of those, you know, my starting lineup. I've learned more from her than I ever could have imagined it just not even work related. Cause she used to be my boss, right? Like not even not work related, but just like life related. Like there was a, an incident where I had like an issue with my ex and his, you know, new now fiance. And she just gave me this just sound sage advice. And I was just like, I am so grateful to have somebody in my corner like that. And she is the first person who will call me on my shit. Like, Immediately, she's like, "Absolutely not! You're definitely not doing that." And I'm like, "Okay, fine. You're right. Uh, fine. Okay." But like that, and just surround, and you just naturally, once you start down a path of like self improvement, you start naturally gravitating towards those types of people, and you start surrounding yourself with those types of people. And there will be people that you went to high school with, because the girl who cuts my hair, I've known her since I was ten. So she still knows all the people we went to high school with, because they she cuts all yeah. their hair too, and. Some of them are like, well, I think that she doesn't like me anymore or what. And I'm like, oh, you, you don't like them anymore, man. It's so not personal. I love you, man. You're, I love you from afar. You know, I mean, the phone works both ways. You can call me too. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, once I started down a path of like pursuing the things that I'm interested in, my podcast, you know, pouring into my career, fitness, all of that stuff, it just like. All the other things just kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. Well, we tend to hold on to like those past relationships is still important today. It's it's the sunk cost mindset. And, and I talk a little bit about it. I forgot what chapter, but it's like today I saw a post and somebody, you know, micro dirty jobs. Yeah. D- love micro. Yeah. Somebody apparently posted on his Facebook page and was like, if you're involved in PragerU, I've lost all respect for you. And for those listening, PragerU is a conservative media platform. And Mike comments and says, the part that fascinates me, Jennifer, is the part where you assume your respect is something I might be craving. <laughs> what happened exactly to give you the impression that people you've never met might care about having your respect? And it, so and, good. and it goes into this idea of like, we worry sometimes about what we post, what we create, because what other people might say. And a lot of times we, we, yes, we think about the strangers online and, you know, trolls and whatever else, but we worry about people in our past that we haven't seen in 10, 20 years. And if we were truly honest, like they're not a part of our life. Like right, they were, right, we knew right. them. We might talk to them once every five years. We shouldn't really base life decisions on what they may or may not think. think. Right. It's like, do your, <laughs> does your starting lineup, what does your starting lineup say? What advice and counsel they give you? What did your mm-hmm. mentor say? Cool. There's the seven people you need to talk to and go. Yeah. yeah. 
And don't worry about all the, all of the other opinions. And you know, I, I like to think, I tell myself I'm that person, like I really do. But when it comes down to putting something out there that I think is going to impact somebody negatively, even though, and we're not talking political, yeah. or I never do that kind of bullshit, I don't care about it. But just like how I'm thinking or something I think is impactful. Sometimes I don't, I do hesitate because I'm like, okay, who is this going to it, who is this going Who's to gonna offend? Who's going to be secretly like, offended by right? my post? <laughs> and I hate that. I don't want to be that person. I just want to just like, this is me. This is my authentic self. This is what I think. I'm putting it out there. And I don't really care if you like it or don't. But I, yeah, especially with the majority of anything I'm going to ever say is going to 90% of the time be something uplifting and positive. Yeah. Well, and are you going to learn in that process? Am the I pe- or is... Are like, you going to learn in that process? If somebody of, pushes back? If somebody pushes back in a way that they're not willing to have a conversation about it. Mm. Especially because, for a podcast. Because then you, you, you really kind of learn. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, hey, I love and respect free speech unless it disagrees with me and then it should be shut up. Mm-hmm. That's not loving free speech. Loving right. free speech is, I, I'm okay if you disagree. I don't have to comment. I don't have to engage. Yes. You're good to post whatever. Yeah. I don't need to troll you on it. Right. And that's a strong difference. So you, you start to learn about the people you're around as well and the people you're associated yeah. with and the people you spend time with of like, mm, last, why does uh, this person do this? Yeah. Last Friday or Thursday, I posted something. It was like a two brains and the one, one brain was this angry little brain and it was like, you know, negativity, media, something yeah. else. And the happy little brain was, you know, positivity, positivity diet, exercise, yep. blah, blah, blah. Really didn't think there was anything that could come from that. I just thought that this is cute. I want to put great. this out here. You posted it from, it was originally on LinkedIn, but you posted shared it on yes. LinkedIn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then I shared it. And so this guy that I used to know years and years ago comments and says, um, something about, well, if Trump would get out of office, you know, we wouldn't have this, these problems anymore. And I'm like, huh? So I just said, well, actually the media's kind of been negative for many years, but okay. You know, like something like that, yeah. something positive. He responds back with this long novel. Did you see it? Uh-huh. Well, I deleted it immediately. I'd never even read it. Like, I have no idea what he said. I didn't want to know. I just knew I didn't want it on there. <laughs> so I deleted it. And within three minutes, it was back. He put it back. <laughs> he copied it and pasted so it. So I deleted it again. And then, um, you know, later in that day, I was going to show Brad kind of the yeah. the preliminary, what started it. And he had already deleted his first comment. So he got my hint. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, isn't that liberating though, like, that you can just delete exactly what I was trying post. to like say, this is like what this whole image is sharing to the world. You are like the Epitomized angry brain. Yeah. You're yeah. the angry brain. I've, I've told people this. I, in 37 years on earth, Maybe Wow, you're so old. I am older than you. Uh, (laughs) I've only directly, I think, been impacted by a president in office, maybe by an increase in tax that I have to pay as a small business owner. Right. Like, that's been it. That's been the sum culmination of how many different presidents in office have greatly impacted my life. I've personally been victimized by Regina George. See, (laughs) I mean, that's, but like, that's what I laugh of. Like, everybody that's like, well, when this person, well, the way the political system's set up, it doesn't matter. But Mm -hmm. that goes back to the mindset of, are you going to be someone that says, I'm going to go change my situation? I don't care who's in office. Here's what's in my control. Or are you not? Are you going to blame a pol- the political opponent until somebody else knows in office? Yes. And that that is where the biggest issue comes in. And that's why I'm so passionate about the book and everything else is like people need to understand it's not different. In life, someone doesn't just come and hand you stuff. They're trying to. They're trying to give out participation trophies in mm-hmm. sports and in life. But like real 
growth and I mean, challenges and challenges make us better. It's a big piece of a lot of life stories, overcoming challenges and what we develop from it. It's just huge. And there's always going to be the trolls and the people that just love it. And, and I've, I've had my fair share and I've gotten worked up about it. Like I had, I I got attacked. (laughs) uh, Well, see, I got, I got attacked on a post about like toxic masculinity for something and I text like three people. I was like, will you read this and tell me like, am, where, I, am I in a blind this? spot? Yeah. <laughs> am I in a blind spot? Yeah. And they're like, I don't see anything wrong with that. So I respond to the guy and it was literally during the middle of COVID of like, and it was all around controlling your controllables. And yeah. I've had issues with this guy over the last three years. He'll send an email every now and then. And, and he very much loves to be negative and loves to hate. Mm. And so finally this time I just was like, here's what I would tell someone. If you've lost your job, like why are you spending your time online trolling people and doing this? I would be spending my time going to Walmart, Target, grocery stores that are all hiring. I would reach out to everyone in my network. I would uh, try to find anyone and everyone that I could uh, that was connected to someone in a bank for applying for, you know, SBA loans or whatever whatever it took. I said I would not be online bashing people who are telling you that everything you have to do is still in your control. (laughs) And then I get this massive response of like, you're a Trump supporter and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, actually, I, I didn't vote for Trump. Um, but let's talk about why you assume that because I, you know, white male in Texas. <laughs> and, and I said, your biggest problem with your life right now is not what's happened to you. It's how you're choosing to respond to it. Yeah. And because you've taken this approach and you continue to attack us, I don't want your business or any part of it. So please go away and mm-hmm. blocked him, blocked him from our email list, blocked from social but it was kind of that point of like, I'm trying to help you. Here's what I would do if I was in this situation. Right. I know it's not easy, but if this is the stat, what you want to do, I'm going to go let you lie in your own shit. So for that a goes back to what I was saying earlier. You can give everybody the tools. You can say all the right things, but yeah. unless they themselves are ready to receive the message, it doesn't matter. You got to get can't to your reach pain them. is big enough you can't or your pleasure is great enough. They asked me that at the table uh, Friday because they were really struggling with this, this chapter and it was really around like the weight loss. And if you want to do something, just understand it's going to take a long time. Like you've got to invest and, and not just give up when you don't see results, you know, super quickly. And at the end they're like, well, how do you do that? Like, how do you just decide I'm going to just change or I'm just going to lose weight or you had you three don't. or four. You, you just decide what you're going to do today. That, right. It's just those little behaviors and those little habits that you do that you can control day by hour by hour, day by day. It's it's the whole compound effect. It's starting small and manageable. And when you fall off the wagon, you get back on. And it's like you just don't give up. But they really couldn't grasp it. I'm so when we finish when we finish here, I'll shoot a quick video for your team. Okay. I'll send a quick video about it. And and so two is specifically chapter or whatever, never let the hard days win. The second yeah. choice is specifically in front of embrace the process because having that midnight rule, that day one approach is required for embracing the process and working because you have to know how to rebound, get back up on the wagon after that bad day. Mm -hmm. So we set the groundwork on that. The, the biggest challenge is, is really two areas and I, and I, or three, I should say, if we want to be consistent, if we want to embrace this long game, which is the hardest one, how do we do it? And, and so I'm doing a three part email series now. So last week was part one, Wednesday's part two next, the week after will be part three, but you have to change your focus you have to change your environment. And you have to change your accountability. That's the three-step process to it. And the, the change in focus is big because we have to learn to focus on what we're going to do today. 
we're so often, how do we look ahead? How am I going to get there? Mm-hmm. What's the distance between where I am now, where I'm going to go? The weight loss journey. I've got so much to lose. I have so much to try to build. Yeah. Uh, job career. I just started. I no way I'm going to make to that number this year. I'm not going to make it to that corner office. But what can you do today? Mm-hmm. The focus is, or the challenge is how do you train yourself to say, what's one thing I can do today to move the ball? Right. More, just one yard, just one yard. It doesn't seem much. If you think about it in sports, if you move the ball one yard, you aren't like celebrating but you're also not like depressed and upset that you didn't get to the end zone because you knew my goal was to move the ball one step today, right. one yard. You're maintaining that focus every day. All I need to do is win today. I don't need to worry about tomorrow. Just have to win today. Change an environment. James Clear talks about this a ton in Atomic Habits, but like your habits and discipline will not outwork your environment. Your mm-hmm. willpower will never win over your environment. Yeah. So not only from an environment standpoint of what can you change in your behavior if it's something as simple as I'm always running late to work, put your damn alarm clock or phone across the room. So you have to get up. So you have to get up and That's walk what across I do. the room. <laughs> James Clear talks about if you uh, if you work from home and you wear athletic shoes, you're going to move like 67% more throughout the day than if you wear dress shoes or no shoes. If you find a gym that is on your way to or from work, the chances of you stopping and working out are exponentially higher. So like, what can you modify? I was going to ask you what you meant by change your environment. Okay. This Actually, shit. so okay. changing your environment. So I talked about, um, those two pieces in terms of, could you move your alarm clock across the room? Gotcha. Okay. Could you maybe change the route you drive to work? Could you reorganize your home office? so that you potentially move throughout or potentially it feels a little bit different. If you find yourself, Oh, I'm always on social media. Can you download a web browser that blocks social media between the hours of nine and five Mm. so that you get on it at five? Like what little one thing, one small tweak that better positions you tomorrow. That's what you have to change the environment. And then finally change the accountability. It's what we've been talking about of making sure that people within your team are holding you accountable, mm-hmm. you're holding them accountable, and then make sure your friends in life are. Like those are the three pieces that we need to be consistent because if we change our focus to how we're gonna win today, if we make small, tiny tweaks to our environment, just a little bit at a time mm-hmm. that start to compound, then it helps us continue to focus on today. It helps us continue to take action. And then finally, if we have the right people in our life, they're saying, How's it going this week? What are you doing? How have you done today? They're asking us those questions. And we're asking them, so there's a dual accountability with right. that. We're moving in the right direction. That's how you ultimately kind of move the path. And it's not, hey, it's overnight. It's, hey, I'm just focused on winning today. Like, I just want to win today. Eventually, if I win enough today's, tomorrow's taken care of. So yep. true. It's just people, like people who want to go back to school as adults. Mm-hmm. They think, oh my gosh, it's going to take me three, four years. It's going to be forever. I just, ah, it's just too much time. The time's going to pass anyway, One man. class. That's right. Just one. Cl- Brad used to say that to me all the time. He's like, well, I said, it's going to take me 10 years to get through. And he's like, 10 years is going to come whether you go or don't. You yep. might as well start. Yep. So thank God I did. And then it was so fun when, um, uh, help me, Baker. Courtney was here. Yeah. Courtney Baker, Dr. Courtney Baker was here and we were talking about school. Do you remember this? And we no, had a, I remember. <laughs> we had a whiteboard and I hadn't started my master's degree yet and I was telling her I'm like I'm so disappointed in myself because I really 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 want to get my master's degree, but I don't know that I have it in me. Man, it's going to take 2 years. She's like, "You need put that up there on that board that you're going to get." Said, write ma- that on that board right, right now. It, write it on that board right now. And so I'm like and she's like, she's say, like you're "I'm gonna going do it. to get my master's degree by something." Yep. We put it up there and I was like, "I would love to get my PhD." She's like, "Why don't you?" 
Yeah. What's that? So I actually finished with my master's in three months and I already am looking at PhD programs. Holla! But that was all because she's like, girl, write it up there. You're going to do it. Dr. Shapiro? It's coming. Oh my God. You know what it was when she said, um, your obituary. How did she phrase that? What yeah, do you, she was like, what, what do, you do you want them to write? want it yeah. to say? Yeah. And I'm like, I know exactly what I want it to say. Dr. Kimberly Shapiro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would never actually It's so funny. That. There's like a meme or something where the girl's holding up a sign. And she's like, my ex called from 10 years ago. And he said, miss or missus. And she said, doctor. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I got him. Yes. I love it. Dude, your PhD, that's huge. Yeah. I've got it. I've narrowed it down to two schools. For sure. What are you going to get your doctorate in? Uh, business psychology. Or um, um, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, what's going on right now? Inclusion. Diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Very nice. Look at you. I don't know which one, though. I'm still trying to decide. That's huge. I would vote business psychology because I think it plays in both spaces. That is probably true. How we see the world, how we see ourselves plays in both spaces. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I'm excited about that. And it's uh, next mm, June, I think, is when the program starts. So, yay. Good for you. Yeah, I'm excited. And I love school. Like, I might as well just do it. Yeah. You're a lifelong student for I real. am a lifelong student yeah, for sure. Me too. So um, we're at about an hour. Is there anything else that we want to... We're just warming up. Joe Rogan goes yeah, for two gotta, more, we right? You and April. You and April. No, but we're, I think we're good. Thank you so much for coming back always. Like you yeah. should, We should just do like a... We should do like a monthly segment I, with you. I'm, I agree. I'm game. I, I'm, I'm jealous of having that co-host and constant... Because it's Isn't me. Isn't it nice? It's we just me. go back and forth. And it is. Give each other to bounce ideas off for of. Sure. And you do. Converse. And we love having episodes just alone too. We don't do it very often. Yeah. But we do like to do that just because... Just the dialogue. Yeah. It's, it's honestly that's like why we two started. friends having a conversation. But that's why recording. we started. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it morphed into this beautiful thing that it is now. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. When you get content ideas. So yeah. as you're having conversations with each other, you're like, oh, we should maybe chase this rabbit for a little bit. Oh, well. Just like we've kind of done today. Whereas yeah. like when you're doing solo, like usually me, I do a lot of prep for a it's guest. It's more focused. It is. Yeah. I know what I want to ask. And when I have a solo episode, like I've usually outlined it ahead of time. Like mm-hmm. I'm working on 400 of them. Like you've got little teasers you're trying to build. Right. Whereas having the guests really has the, the conversation piece, um, that I think is great on content generation, which is great on growth because it's all about asking questions. And it's just organic dialogue. You know, we tried when we first had this, we remember back in the very beginning, I had a list of questions. Well, not necessarily scripted, but more like have an agenda. Right. And it was, it was Julian that really kind of said, you need to have your questions and you need to know. And it just didn't work for us. Our conversations are just in so many rabbit holes. I mean, always, right? (laughs) Always. But they're so good. That's like where the good nuggets come from, those conversations and those stories. And y'all do a really good job with the conversations and keeping it flowing, even chasing rabbits. Like we, we, it's value for the listener. It's not yeah. like uh, we're yeah. talking about purple balloons. And then some, <laughs> but the, we could talk we about could. that if you we want could. to. <laughs> bullshit. The, yeah. the, one, the things I've always taken away really well that have worked well for me on ours is, and this works well even if you're doing a job interview for someone, Tim Ferriss talks about throwing a softball curveball. Uh, and I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but it's a softball question at the beginning because a lot of times job interviews – podcast interviews if you haven't met someone they come in scripted like here's what i want to talk about here's my talking points yeah and so you ask them like tell me about the first time you struck out playing little league baseball Mm. and they're like 
No. Then they start. <laughs> then they start. To, then they start to think about like crickets. Well, they start to think about. Oh yeah, when I played, did you play sports growing up? Like, talk to me about that. Yeah. Something they hadn't even expected. Yes. So they immediately relax, and then they get to talk about something that may be a good memory. And if right. it's not a good memory, you're like, well, let's like, what happened there? Like, let's right. talk. Let's so, dig into that. What'd you learn? So like, that? it, it creates in. a whole different atmosphere to initiate, which usually helps the entire conversation flow, like y'all usually do. The other thing I like to do is if someone's come on before or someone has never come on before, excuse me, most major podcasts, like people do circuits, books coming out. I'm going to do a podcast circuit because yep. podcasts help move books. So yeah. I've got a new TV show or whatever. What I like to do is say, okay, that's cool. Somebody's pitched me their book. Uh, I'm going to go back three to five years on iTunes and find some old interviews you've done. And then I'm just going to make a note and I'll put it on in my car or I'll put it on while I'm on a walk. And I'll play it at a fast speed because I don't really need the depth, but right. I want to hear what questions they're asking, how they answer it. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's an interesting, I hadn't heard that. Let me make a note of that. And then here's what I'd follow up. So when I had Don Yeager on, who's a big sports book, sports author, he's written tons of big name books. I went back and found an old interview of his from 2016 yeah. and made a comment about it. I was like, hey, I heard you talk about this in a former interview. And he's like, whoa. You did, your, you did your research. But he was like, wow. you hadn't talked about that in a long time. And so that immediately, one, gets him more interacted in sure. the conversation because he's like, shit, this person worked at, like they want to know. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't. Like, I just listened to it. But two, when people are listening to shows and they've heard Jake go on five podcasts to talk about his book, yeah, they're like, I've probably all heard the exact same questions mm-hmm. exactly. and the media but I know when he goes on Big Girl Pants podcast, it's a whole different conversation because it's off script. It's they're yeah. going to ask him things he's never heard before, and so that's what I enjoy about y'all's rabbit holes as well as conversation. <laughs> it's it's relaxed. Yeah. But if I say something and you're like, "Oh, let's go this way with it," it's completely like we had no script coming into today. You're like, oh, "Let's talk about the book," and yeah. I was like, "Cool, let's talk." What do we yeah. want to chat? Yeah. Right, so, and I'm like, I'm about to talk mad shit to you. That's all I want to do. Let's go. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, right, thank, thank you always. I mean, you're always yeah. a great guest. So y'all glad that fun. you scooted closer to the microphone this time. Thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. That. We can actually <laughs> hear you this time. We can do a sultry voice. Well, tell everybody how to find you, Jake. Easiest way, competeeveryday.com. I still run all our social media accounts, so Jake, say hi. Jake, what, what do you do? You're like... <laughs> At the end of the podcast, what do you yeah, do? You're like, but you're like <laughs> so many different things, you know? Like... So I'm, I'm just Jake a guy. Thompson. Shut up. I'm Jake Thompson. I am a public speaker. I'm an author. I'm a business owner. I'm a husband. I'm a dog dad. I am a dog dad. A dog dad. I love being a dog. What dad. else are you? Is uh, that it? Podcaster. Yeah. Podcaster. Coach. I coach people. Yeah. Coach. Honestly, I just. I am. Hold a, on. Let's get two more. Come on. You do more shit than this. Uh, <laughs> I like to work out. I work out. Um. Former CrossFitter now, former CrossFitter, just avid just worker, worker outer. Outer. and Topo Chico coffee addict. And Topo Chico mm. coffee addict. Great, we got ten. I would wow. honestly say. Can you put that on your LinkedIn headline, no, please? <laughs> no, and I LinkedIn headlines crack me up too on some of them. Don't they blow your They're mind? so funny, but oh like if I could, God. if somebody asks, I'm just like, I help people that want to be great figure out how to be great. That's good. That's very good. And if you don't, that's okay. I wish you luck. Keep it, but keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for coming. So yeah, competeeveryday.com. Competeeveryday.com. Compete every day on any social media. Say hi. Find his podcast. It's great. Follow him on Instagram. When, when is this airing, by the way? Uh, next, next week. week. Oh, okay. So 
Yes, go to compete every day for the podcast. The fun one is going to be this fall, the daily competitor. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's the one you're talking about you want to do every day? That's the one, Monday through Friday. Email, you choose email, which yeah. will be a small subscription. We'll have a podcast show, and then I'll do two videos a week. So I'm, How long I'm are your filming. podcasts, the daily so ones? The daily ones, two to five minutes. Okay. Literally, get up, throw it in as you're going to the gym, head it into the office. I want just a quick, here's a lesson, start your day, focus, go. And the emails will be short, one to two paragraphs, get up and go because it's bite-sized. How can I, how can I continually stay in your ear and yeah. keep you working Micro on content. these things? That's good. Um, and we've got Monday through Friday laid out of like, here's the theme for each day. Uh, but that way keeps people kind of recharged and still allows me to do the interviews on the main show. Right. Yeah. But solo episodes, I get a lot of requests for. And so I was like, cool, let's do this. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, find us too, biggirlpantspod.com. Yep. Um, obviously. And, uh, like, not like, what do I always say? The wrong subscribe. thing. Subscribe. subscribe. Give us five stars, please. Yes. We really review like you and subscribe and subscribe share. And Easiest and way to share. support the show is share it yeah, with tell someone who friends. would benefit from this. Yeah. Tell all your friends. Okay. Well, thanks so much. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah. And I'll just say until next time, cause I have a feeling you'll be back. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.